and welcome along to season two, episode 91 of the UK Dallas Cowboys podcast. Uh, I'm your resident host, Brian, here in Ireland. I'm joined by my Celtic cousins, uh, Graham mm. Wilson over in Scotland, and the one and only, the legendary Mr. Richard Jones over in Wales. How are you both doing, gents? All good, all good. Been better. <laughs> <laughs> And he's not even the one with COVID. <laughs> yeah, come on, Rich. Give, give the reason, James. Quick rundown. What's happening? So, basically, I've not been on for uh, a couple of shows because I've tested positive. Been coughing my guts up, and it's not been that bad. But, um, yeah, just I have been coughing a bit, so just taking a bit of downtime. Just chill out, sort myself out, stop clowning around, and uh, get back to it now, basically. <laughs> That's the state of the, I don't know, whatever this is. I mean, state of the Union, I don't know if we can call it that. You know, state of the Celtic Union show, I, I don't know, I'm just talking crap now. So Rich, tell us what was worse, last night's performance or COVID? Um, let me think, last night's performance. <laughs> for me personally so far, I mean, not to sort of put a light, you know, because it's been pretty crappy for a lot of people. Um, I've gotten off quite lightly, so for me personally, um, it was definitely last night. Um, I would I would rather them have played well last night than have been able to taste anything really. Other than you know everything just tastes like cardboard if I'm lucky. But yeah. So um, as we say, folks, in at the top of every program, send us in your comments. We've had a few people coming in, Andrew. We we, we saw your comment already about the uh, about your closeness to um, the scoreline. So fair play to you. I think we had, I think we had a couple of people call. I think Mike called thirty four points to uh, the Baltimore Ravens in last night's game. And Graham, I think you said seventeen for the Cowboys, did you? Yeah, I said seventeen ten Ravens. Yeah. Well, so we 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 got there in the end, but um, yes, again another terrible terrible performance. Seventeen thirty four defeat defeat at the Ravens. We're three and nine on the year, um, and we are dead last in the NFC East and now the NFC as well. All right. Yeah. So we are now on track for uh, the fourth draft pick. We go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, at the weekend with the third draft pick up for grabs. If they turn us over, they will move ahead of us in draft order. That tells you where my head's at. Right, here's, here's the deal. No matter what happens, right, for the rest of this season, we cannot lose to the Bengals. Because the Bengals are my brother's team, and I've given him copious amounts of, you know what, over the years. And we always beat them. So if we lose to the Bengals, I will genuinely up table. <laughs> just for the rest of the year I'll just be like screw it if, if, if we only win one more game if that's it I'll be like do you know what I'll take it yeah it's not a, not a bad show good to see plenty of comments coming in already on the on the talk yeah, of nice. uh, taking, <laughs> taking Penny Sewell or trading down so we'll definitely get to that later in yeah. the show folks um, everyone's like let's talk draft we're three and nine it's <laughs> 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 the only thing we've got to look forward to now <laughs> Before uh, we go any further, of please. course, we, we, we would like to give a shout out to our sponsor. So, one of you gentlemen would like to take it away. Go on, Graham. 
Yeah, if you're thinking of going to trying to squeeze in a game towards the end of the season, uh, definitely book yourself uh, onto Cowboys Experience. Uh, even if you're planning to go next year, certainly keep the the, the team in mind. Uh, I know certainly a couple of the the Cowboys UK TV team have have uh, been on the trips. They say it's first class, treated like royalty. Uh, and just by mentioning UK Cowboys, you get a free gift. I'm going to pass it over to Rich. So just Hold just on, to Rich. clarify, just to clarify, if you use a code, you get free stuff. <laughs> so is is that is that a thing? If yeah, if we use a code, we get free stuff. So exactly. why would you be a clown and not use the code and get the free stuff? Yeah, the free stuff. There we go. Come on. <laughs> I had to draw no. it out. I had to draw it out because I knew you were like, oh, 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 God, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sense the tension. Absolutely. So, as we say, we're, we're, we're not going to spend too long on the game itself because I don't think anyone wants to talk about it, really. So, um, just to give you a quick quick injury update oh. on the latest news. Injuries. So, I don't think there were any new injuries during the game or, or after it. Makes a nice change. Um, ma- yeah, it makes what a change. What is this? <laughs> no one had a tally or... No one hedges the locker room. Mm. But I think the most, the biggest sh- kind of shock came today when it was announced that the Cowboys and the 49ers match in 10 days' time or 11 days' time is being flexed out. It was originally in the primetime 8 o'clock spot and has now been moved to 1 o'clock Eastern time. So it's in the early kickoffs. Yeah. We why, suck that why, badly. Why would they keep it? Let's be honest. Why would they? They're, yeah, they're they're riddled with injuries. We're riddled yeah. with injuries. Both it's our seasons are going nowhere. Why would they? Let's be honest. Mm. I haven't had the heart to message Andy, and I want to give him a shout out. He, he he's with the UK Giants. Um, he hasn't sort of stuck it to me yet. He hasn't messaged yeah. me anything, which I'm quite surprised at. But I also respect massively. <laughs> so thank you very much, Andy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Oh, so last night was horrible. <laughs> so oh. sh- shout out to Lauren. I think as we, as we say, Lauren. I think is between between Lauren and Andy. They are great people for interacting with the show. And as we say, that's what this show is all about. We want to hear your opinions, your point of view. Otherwise, it's three guys just talking about a game last night. You know, it 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 takes a village. It takes all of you to make this show as good as can be. Um, it takes a village. Yes. That, I've never heard that before, but okay, we'll roll with it. There you go. It takes a village to enjoy it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, as, as you can see there, Lauren, I think, I think that was the, that's, that's a reasonably good point in terms of what mm-hmm. happened last night. The, the offense wasn't terrible. But the defense, um, I'm going to say it. I'm going to get straight into trouble with it. With uh, Mr. Stewart, run defense was shit. Take what away, run defense? <laughs> yeah, I Just mean when two. when any offense in any season in any game can throw for 107 yards <laughs> and demolishes like. <laughs> like they did last night. Utter embarrassment. 
Yeah, that kind of game was the way we're used to the Cowboys playing prior yeah. to this year. Um, certainly back in like 2016, 2017, running the clock, controlling the clock. It was just completely dominant in, in every way, shape or form. They moved the ball reasonably well, didn't score enough. Um, mm-hmm. There were scoring opportunities that were passed up in the red zone. Yeah. That's basically their problem. They were kicking field goals. They had an interception off a tip pass. Um, people were playing well. People on offense wanted to make plays. People were fighting for first downs all through. Um, you know, you had plays from Noah Brown. You had plays from Jarman. You had plays from Zeke. You had plays from 88. Blinking hell, like people were making plays and people wanted to move the ball, but still this team struggled to score touchdowns where it mattered, and that's where they came behind. But I was never expecting anything. I wasn't expecting this team to win against the Ravens because they never do. And it's a bane of my existence. I hate, 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 hate the Ravens just because we always lose to them. It's yeah. that simple. I think, I think I saw a stat today uh, or something on Twitter in terms of since we've last won a Super Bowl, the Baltimore Ravens have come into existence as a football program and won two Super Bowls. We haven't even made it back to an NFC Championship game. Don't surprise me. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's Graham, the, take it away. The, the, one, the, the thing the Ravens have got, got going for them is their consistency. Um, yeah. Harbour has been in there forever. Uh, I couldn't tell you the coach before Harbour. Um, they've always had a good defence. They've always been able to work, run the ball one way or another, whether it's through the running back or the QB. Um, they tend to stay away from the from the run uh, from the passing game, but that's it just that's just how it works in the NFC in the in the AFC North. Um, the poor weather in December lends itself to the run game. Um, yep, they they don't let. They don't th- let things lie on defense. If there's a problem there, they fix it. Um, they yeah. get rid of they get rid of problem players. They get rid of players that are diminishing. Um, yeah, their their heartbeat is their their defense, and um, they've got the perfect complement in Lamar Jackson. He fits that offense perfectly, and he fits the team perfectly. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be us controlling the clock. Now they just they had they had their way with the Cowboys defense last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is when I was doing up the stats and I can I can pull it up. But um we actually had more of the possession or the time of possession. I think our numbers were it was about thirty two or thirty three minutes that we'd a five yard or five five minutes extra. But we mm-hmm. did nothing with it. Exactly, you know? that's the point. We did nothing with the possession that we had. Well, next to nothing yeah. in comparison. Now, yes, there were quite a few flash plays from the Ravens, but there was quite a few flash mm-hmm. plays from the Cowboys as well, let's be fair. Yeah. Um, you know, you had a ch- change of um, possession, like I said. People wanted yeah. to play. Couldn't get it done in terms of scoring points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think you're talking about the turnover, Rich, the, the interception. Yeah. Yeah, a field goal off of it. We couldn't turn it into seven. Exactly, yeah. and then you had Tony Pollard. I think it was had the return through into the other team side of the field, 
and yeah. couldn't do anything off of that. I think that's probably the best. That's the best return I've seen in a long time since Switzer. Mm. I think. Um, yeah. And yet, probably the best field position they've had all year, starting field position, mm. and they did nothing with it. Yeah. Or so nothing that you know mattered enough. Nothing. Nothing that really, when you're playing the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, you need to be scoring touchdowns. Now yeah. I get. This team's banged up, everything else, but the state of the team is the state of the team. And I will never accept injuries to a point um, when the Eagles, of all people, went and won a Super Bowl, or got to the Super Bowl at least, on the back of having a lot of injuries, specifically on the offensive line. So I, I find it hard to swallow that pill. Yeah. I mean, we, we we dropped we dropped nine points from missed field goals. Mm. Yeah, that's it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Yeah, that'll do it as well. It's like if you're going to kick field goals, you best make sure you're going to make them all. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think the fact that McCarthy ran out Greg Zerline for the fourth fourth attempt. And he didn't make it. I mean, you can see a guy who normally is pretty clutch. He's pretty automatic. Yeah, he's missed one or two. But you could see he wasn't. He wasn't in the right frame of mind to be going out and kicking it. And like McCarthy tried four fourth down conversions. Just go for it. I mean, there was nothing to lose at that stage. We, we punted once last night. Once yeah. the entire game. Yeah. So that just shows you we were we were get we got field position. Mm. We got field position other other than the the one turnover. Um, we, we had we had an opportunity to put points on the board. We had a, a turnover. We turned into three. We had three missed field goals. Straight away, you add that up. There's it's mm. almost the difference. It's almost yeah. the difference. It's not far. Now you can say that. Probably fairly that that's the difference between Andy Dalton and Dak Prescott. Mm. I think that's a fair point to be made. That's not really any sort of disrespect on Andy Dalton because at the end of the day, he's come into the situation. He hasn't got as much time with certain players, certainly, yeah. as Dak did. Um, maybe, I don't know. But like I said, you, you're playing with the team you've got. You've got to go out. You've got to give it absolutely everything. You've got to make sure everything counts. You've got to not make mistakes. They've got to put points yeah. on the board. And i I got to say, I saw a tweet earlier on from Antoine Woods basically saying that now Cowboys fans are coming out of the woodwork again and they're being, I'm guessing he feels probably overly critical and it can't be nice for them in that situation. For the players, it can't be nice for them. Um, mm-hmm. Because whether they listen to everything or see stuff, they just focus on what they do in the building. They see it, they hear it. There's, It's impossible for them not to, unless they just don't have yeah. a phone. Um, or reporters don't add some questions, which I don't believe for a second. So, I mean, they know the situation. They feel the heat under their asses, metaphorically. Yeah. Um, basically saying words to the effect of, everyone's coming out being negative, don't worry, we're going to get to it, and we will, in big, bold capitals. And it's like, well, I don't want to hear you talking anymore. Not necessarily Antoine Woods, you know, this is me coming to Antoine Woods, this yeah. is everyone. Yeah. Lots yeah. of yeah. people have made lots of comments and said, we're going to do it, we're going to do it, we're going to fix it, we're going to do it. And it's like, well, we're in December now, you've done Sweet FA, you've won three games all year. One of them was extremely fluky and very lucky. So, 
What are you yeah. going to do? When when are we going to see the fix? Is this, yeah. you know, it, it's not surprising that people, we've started up the show and straight away people are talking about the draft because they don't think it's going to happen. And I don't think that's just necessarily a case of Cowboys fans being Cowboys fans. I think that's just accepting, really, reality that this yeah. team is that badly injured. They're not really going to do anything. We may as well just talk about the draft now because it's depressing to go out there and see the Cowboys not only have it, you know, lose all the time, but get games flexed back. And the Giants go in is the game that gets yeah. pushed in as well as the second punch. So I, I, I can't hold it against people, but I, I really want to stop seeing and reading and hearing players saying this and saying that and see them do something. Especially when you play for the side of the ball that let the, massively let the team down last night. Like yeah. you've got no rights to say anything to defend yourself apart from just you know, no, nothing. You can't say anything. You didn't get it done as a unit. You don't say anything. Mm. Simple. Keep your head down. Yeah. Crack on. I'm all for cracking on and defending yourself, but there's nothing you can really do or say because you haven't shown it. You said we're going to show it. You haven't shown it. Yeah, it's very true. Before before we go any further, I just want to bring up two points. So the first one is, uh, folks, if you want to tell us who your studs and duds are f- from last night's performance, if there were any studs. Um, but... The one other point that I did see, and this is Andrew's point here, and he brings it up and it's well made. Why did the game go ahead with Dez with COVID? That is a very good question, Andrew. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't not touch on that because, I mean, Dez was warming up with the Ravens and he was pulled and the game went ahead. This was a game which was postponed for three days. Uh, to suit the Baltimore Ravens, who had a game flexed six days, was it? Because they had 20 players on IOR. I mean, Paul went nuts last night, and rightly so. Yeah. And I, I can only imagine what Paul was saying. I have, I can see a comment there from him now. But I can only imagine what Paul was, was like when we saw that, when that news broke. I mean, would you really like to comment on it? Go on, um, it seems to be a little bit wishy-washy at the moment because mm-hmm. for Des to be out warming up, he must have he must have been on the team bus, he must have been in the locker room, he must have um, he must have been catching balls like everybody else, and then all of a sudden the COVID test comes through as positive, and he gets his helmet taken off of him and. Uh, told to go to a box or sit in the stand or or whatever. Um, it's uh, uh, it's strange how the the. I, mean, I didn't want I didn't want to talk. I was on a show last night. I didn't want to talk too much about it because I didn't. To be honest, I didn't know all that much about it. I knew that the Broncos had gotten to stick because they had all four. Um, they had all four QBs in the one room, and that was utter stupidity, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but to test a player in pre-game, you know, it was almost as if, right, we've got a, te- a positive test here. Do we do we tell the Cowboys to go home, or do we just play this game because the Cowboys have got another game on Sunday? So where where do we play this game if we tell the cow- the Cowboys to go back to the hotel room? 
it was almost as if they just forced the game through. Um, There seems to be an awful lot of thinking on their feet from the NFL, to be quite honest. Um, I don't don't really understand the testing prior to a game because... um, like, was Des Bryant tested two days ago, three days ago, five days ago? He was. Uh, that? From what I from what I read, he was tested on the morning of the game because that was yesterday morning Brilliant. U.S. time. Well, and they only got the result what ten minutes before the game started. I mean, how is that? It just it doesn't make sense. I mean, these are highly paid athletes professional athletes and you can't give the, give someone a result until 10 minutes before the match I mean how are you supposed to prepare I mean there's there's also I mean this this only fuels the kind of conspiracy theories I've seen one theory that the, the Ravens knew the Ravens knew yeah because they, they'd had a they they, oh, they must test their players every day like everybody else does so I there's theories that the Ravens knew and ran them out there anyway but the league conducted mm-hmm. the test um, yeah, you know, does does that come back to bite the Ravens? Um, it should. I, I, I don't know. It, it, I would I would have thought so. Um, yeah. because you saw you saw certainly on hard knocks the players were tested every single day, and I don't know if that's changed. They all get the swab yeah. up the nose before they go out to practice. So, mm. um, did he really develop symptoms the morning of the game? It's an awful small window. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a strange one. Uh, I, we can see in the comments, Paul's fired up. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> don't blame him. Yeah, yeah um, he was fired I mean, up last night as well. Yeah, I mean, look. Let's be honest with 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 it. Is it the Saints or there's another team? And maybe I'm wrong. Have already been deducted a draft pick for breaches. Of COVID rules, wow. the Baltimore Ravens had a game flexed by Someone six days, has, and, and another game moved by three days. But nothing has been done. There has been no fines. Yeah, nothing. Like what I is can, the NFL doing about it? I can, to a degree, um, understand. Or I, I can understand why the league, being as it is the entity that it is would want a game between the Ravens and the Cowboys to be played by um, certain people. They want certain people to play. They want the stars to play because they bring in the ratings and that brings in the money. So I can understand why they would flex games here and there, even to what may seem a ridiculous extent to enable a team to play. The problem comes with the inconsistency in that aspect and with other things because they've done it for them. They haven't done it for other teams. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying there's some big conspiracy that they want the Ravens to win. I don't think that, so please don't read into it. But their inconsistency in this and everything else is and has caused massive problems. Um, and with the testing that you mentioned earlier in terms of how you can get, um, you know, how it took him so long to get a result back. Let's not forget when we played the Steelers, they were tested before the game, before the weekend even, I believe it was on the Friday and then they or the Thursday even and then they had the results back on the Monday following you know following the game so um, it 
sometimes these things can just take that long. Uh, depends on the lab, depends on how far it's going to go, depends on all, what type of test it is, all that kind of thing. Um, the problem is, the big problem is that whether it's a false positive or not, you've got a positive test result on a player that is about to go and step on the field that has been in close proximity to every other player on a team that has had a problem, a documented problem. Uh, well, not a problem, but COVID has, you know, positive, whether it's been there or not, whether they've been true or false positives, you're never going to know. People have been on IR. A lot of people have been on COVID IR for specifically that reason. And then you've got another player. You've got to take that seriously. Everything taken into consideration. If you're a better man, you're in that situation. You stack all those odds up. You've got to take it seriously. So, taking responsibility away from the Ravens, where was the league not to step in and say, this doesn't happen? I know we yeah. flexed it a ridiculous amount of days already, but player safety needs to be paramount because otherwise you're not going to have an end to the season. It's, you know, yeah. to have come all this way, to have put everything in place, to have gone to the, the extent of finding teams, draft picks and doing this and doing that and enforcing what rules they have in place, no matter whether they think they're good or not, to have put in all that effort to then be blasé about it in that kind of situation. It's just ridiculous. So, I mean, you say the question about how you say um, during hard knocks, people are getting swabbed left, right, and center. Well, yeah, the cameras are around. Um, I would, I think it's fair to say that in, on appearance, it seems certain teams may be more lax than others and trying to get around rules and playing within the rules um, and getting around certain things to have people available, whether they are doing that or not, I don't know. I have no evidence, but I believe it's happening. Um, why would they follow, do the best thing for them when the rules are seemingly imperfect? Because they're not working. Yeah. They're clearly not. So... Moving on from that, and there, there's comments flying in left and right about this. So I'm gonna gonna throw this to you, Graham. So the comment, and I'm guessing it's Mike that's that's pushed that in, into into the inbox, and it is something we did want to talk about. So mm. does Mike McCarthy get a mulligan this year, um, based on the season's issues and restrictions? Mm. If you want to make the case for retaining him, because I know you were happy about his appointment. Um, and then we'll throw it over to you, Rich, and make the case against, if you are against. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, he does. Um, for, for a couple of things. The the offensive side of the ball, which is, Mark McC which is McCarthy's side, um, was was flying. It was flying. Uh, we, we talked about Team 40 Burger. Uh, and yeah. we, we saw Team Forty Burger. It wasn't it wasn't a myth. Mm -hmm. But then Collins goes down, Smith goes down, that goes down, and so on and so on and so on, and the dominoes kept falling. Um, yeah. with Mike Nolan, you can't really give him the the injuries um, as an excuse. Uh, I, I think we've lost we lost Sean Lee for a bit. We lost uh, Van Der Esch. Um, we never really got <laughs> to see um, uh, McCoy. Yeah. Um, 
but we never we never got the performance that we should have done in the first place. You know, it wasn't yeah. like we had a we had a shutout for the first three seasons and then the injury start started. It was yeah. always it was always a shootout. Um he's he's bounced around the league and the amount of times I've heard he's a good football coach, and he probably is a good football coach. It's just so many people criticize um are we a three four team? Are we a four three team? Do the Cowboys know? Do the players know? Uh, do they walk out into that field knowing what their assignment is every single game? Um, nah, I, I, I think I think they should move on. Like Paul said, I think they should move on from Nolan, and I think they should mm-hmm. keep McCarthy in place. And yeah. um, do you know as much as much stick as Kellen Moore gets this? Um, head coaching talk is not going away. I've I've seen Kellen Moore linked with the Lions again. Um, wow. They they have they have seen they have seen some talented offense from the Cowboys before all the injuries started. So um, he's a he's a respected no matter no matter his play calling in the red zone or what you think whether he should be run heavy or pass heavy. He's a respected mind and he's a young respected mind. Um, so there's every chance we could be looking for a new offensive coordinator and a D coordinator. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to bring in a new head coach with <clears throat> the free agency list that we have and mm-hmm. replace two offensive coordinators and deal with your, your QB who's not signed past March? Um, <laughs> it's a hell of a list. And see, see, there was they cut to a shot um, of our secondary sitting on the bench, and I see. I thought every single player in that in that shot in the camera is in a contract year. That's mm. frightening. Yeah, and I, I I I struggle to make a case for any of them. So it's not it's not the ideal situation that a new head coach would be coming into. At least with yeah. McCarthy, he's got a, a bit of a head start. Prosecution rests. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. So, Rich, are you going to make a case for sacking McCarthy? No. No. Um, I personally am a big believer that you need, specifically with head coach, this league can be very happy. Um, everyone can feel like they're on a hot seat and if you don't get immediate results then it's uh, get out and get a new head coach and that'll fix everything up just yeah. right um, that's not always the case seems like that may well not be the case here as some people commented um, I think personally I think keep him um, yeah. at the end of the day he's proven it in the past the year has been atrocious even if the year hadn't been or you know if everyone hadn't been injured and the year was still atrocious I personally would still actually look to keep him a second year um, for points that Paul made earlier in that this was still very much Garrett's team. You could see that. Yeah. But Mike Nolan, for the life of me, I cannot find anything that leads me to believe that, you know, I can put my finger on it and be like, this is why he's on this team because he's done this. There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, Paul's exactly right. People expect quick fixes. Um, I, I can't find yeah. any reason for, for Nolan to be on this team. I would keep Mike McCarthy. I would not keep Mike Nolan, and I would certainly keep Kellen Moore. 
because he has shown that there's been some 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 nice stuff before Dak yeah. was um, when it was injured. It was going quite well. Even after Dak was yeah. injured, it's actually things have looked reasonably well. Um, there's been a big change of going for it on fourth down, which sometimes is good, sometimes it's bad. That is that is what yeah. it is. Um, but yeah, I would personally keep McCarthy around at least yeah. at the very least another season. Personally, I I would be content with keeping him around for a few couple of few more um, yeah. because you need that time to see what you have and know what you have. And at the end of the day, the problem isn't necessarily bar injuries on offense; it's on defense. Yeah. And this is where I'm actually going to make the case, and I'm going to I'm going to put his head on the block and say I don't think Mike McCarthy should be there next year. Um, I was never a fan of the appointment myself. Okay. Uh, the whole analytics base to what has gone on, I wasn't a fan of. The fact he's brought in is it three or four former NFL head coaches, hmm. and this team is no better. Um. There's a long list of other items. So the first one being free agency, we made uh, balls of. Don Tarry yep. Poe, Everson Griffin, Daryl Worley, Haha Clinton Dix. Some of our biggest free agent signings have been cut and are yep. now no longer in football. Um, my next point with them is, is that the football team have a new head coach. They're doing okay. The Giants have a new head coach. They're doing okay. I don't think either of those were either of the two head coaches who came into those positions were even considered for the Cowboys. You know, I think the only the only person outside of Mike McCarthy was reviewed was Marvin Lewis, and I believe Marvin Lewis was was our Rooney Rule candidate that we had to interview one coach in that way. Um, so I'm going to say it. I think the Jones got it wrong. I think they've backed the wrong horse in this race. And yeah, if it's a case of Mike, Mike McCarthy says, right, give me next year. Give me all the free agency and re-sign <laughs> Dak. And we're, we're going to get into free agency and Dak in a couple of minutes. If you can give me these guys. If Kellen Moore goes and I have to bring in a new offensive coordinator, let me do it. But there's not much there for me that I'm saying McCarthy was the right right ticket to back. Um, okay. So how much autonomy then do you think Mike McCarthy reasonably had in choosing and bringing in those free agents? I would have assumed he had a lot of autonomy to do it because, I mean, he worked with Haha Clinton Dix for five years. Uh, he played Everson Griffin for seven or eight years when Everson Griffin was with the Vikings. Uh, Poe, and Paul has already given out to me. Um, <laughs> let's not mention him. He's bounced around the league for a long time. And uh, Daryl Worley, look, he was a, you know, he was a cat. He was a body. At cornerback, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in the case of Will McClay and <laughs> are still running the team, I don't know. But I mean, this was another point of Mike McCarthy coming in that he was going to have that autonomy that he no yes, one was going to interfere in it. That's what he was going to do. So all these issues are not on the Joneses. They're not on Will McClay. They're on Mike McCarthy, and that's why I'm making the case that he should be fired. 
I think that's a fair point because that's exactly where I was going with that is that yeah. whilst I think he should stay for the reasons I've said, this yeah. was a case of he was coming in, everyone saying he was going to have more autonomy. He was doing this, he was doing that. He was choosing the players he wanted to bring in or that he yeah. thought was best. Presumably, the personnel department didn't have any massive problems with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we ended up with the players that we had. And like you said, it was a massive dump. Yeah. It was a massive dump. Aside okay. from Alden Smith. To, to retort, yeah. um, Mike McCarthy is not used to bringing in that amount of players in free agency. The Packers, the Packers sign their own, they draft yeah. their own, and they keep their own. Mm-hmm. If, if somebody gets offered stupid money, the Packers let them walk. Yeah. And so they go, why then? They go, they go and make why stupid money somewhere else and disappear. Because he's, yeah. got, he's got to bring he somebody in. He's got to bring yeah. somebody in. They can't didn't, just... didn't necessarily have to. They could have built in the draft. Because you, you either build yeah. in free agency or build in the draft. You haven't got to go and get anyone in free agency. If they're not worth bringing in, mm. don't bring them in. Build in the draft to say, yeah. it is what it is. We, we're going to do what we're going to do. But that's, I, you know, that's a fair thing to say. They were... I, I mean, for for so long, the Cowboys have been shopping in the discount bin in free agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the team's already young enough to to but to then go and add um, a couple of defensive tackles, rookie defensive tackles, would just make it even younger. I think they tried to plug in. They tried to plug in some league experience, and it didn't mm-hmm. work out. And let's face it, we all know that free agency is a risk. You're out on the street for a reason. You didn't get offered a contract for a reason. Uh, and we we always shop at the B list and the C list of free agents simply because we have so much money tied up in in contracts. Um, yeah, I take I on I take on point. board that I take on board that they have they have missed on so many. Mm-hmm. Um, but. My my question to that is, what is what was the alternative? Um, do, do you do you bring in more? Yeah. Do you bring in more rookie free agents? And um, like to 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 be fair, I'm just trying to find the comment um, here from Paul. If we do decide to go for another coach, which is unlikely, and I think we can all agree on that, that it's unlikely McCarthy is going to be fired. There will be change. There should and will be changes at coordinator, but like, and I kind of I think you were kind of bringing the point around this. Graham was, who could we have brought in for head coach? You know, I mean, the names that stick out to me from last season: Robert Sala and Eric Bieniemy, and neither of them seemed to. Maybe they didn't want to leave where they were, but neither of them seemed to be considered. It seemed, as I say, it seemed to be fait accompli. Mike McCarthy was the guy. Yeah. I, I would be amazed if Eric Bieniemy isn't a head coach in April. I would be yeah. absolutely astounded because the call has to come sooner or later. Um, that yeah. that Chiefs offense flies every single week. Um, I'd be amazed. I mean, simply down to the Rooney rule. Yeah. You know, if you're going to bring in an African American head coach for an interview, it's going to be Eric Bienemy. So mm-hmm. I would be amazed if... 
somebody like the Lions or dare I say the Jets pick him up because he's quite yeah. an offensive mind. The only I would say the Jets maybe not because they are more of a defensive football team. Yeah, um, but don't forget the Texans' job will be available. Yeah, I don't Texans think Romeo Cornell yep. is going to take it. The Lions are still available. Yeah, is an offensive. Bring it back to the Cowboys. Is an offensive-minded head coach what this team needs? I would argue. I would argue that we've got one. I mean, yeah. see the first three weeks of the season. It was it was Forty Burger City. We were watching, fair mm. enough, we had to be 40 Burger City, but... Um, that's my point. Now, yeah. I don't, greatest respect to Mike McCarthy, I don't think that's Mike McCarthy. I put that on Kellen Moore and I put that on Dak and the rest of the staff for doing that side of things. Um, yeah. I think people put too much stock in head coaches and how much they actually affect a team um, and how it plays. You can change certain things, you can change ethics, um, but I think in how a team actually runs and operates... This defense has got some serious snags. It has a talent issue. Um, it has a desire issue. And I think that's something that you need to bring in, potentially a def- more defensive-minded head coach. Yeah. Me personally. Paul there saying Eric Bien-Me would be his first choice and even Greg Roman. Greg Roman's a great chef, Paul. Absolutely. Um, I saw a comment here, and I'm not sure if this is one of our own who is taking the proverbial piss with this. Uh, should JJ go get Troy Aikman to take over the GM role? Nah. He's no. There's no <laughs> way, gonna do it. There's no way he's leaving Joe Buck's side. He's got a nice cushy job on television. He's, why yeah, on he's earth not leaving his Oppo. Yeah. Why on earth would he want to taint his Cowboys legacy by going into coaching? Nah. Exactly. Best he, quit he's, while you're ahead. He's in the he's in the Tony Romo mold. He's got a nice cushy job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I mean, let let's not forget, right? There are effectively three general managers at the table. Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and Will McClay. We have three general managers. Why do you want to bring another name into it? Like I don't think it's un. It's I think it's unfair to lay any blame at Will McClay's door. I think he's he's drafted very well in the last seven or eight years. He's he has he helped has. build this team up. The talent levels have been good, but that has mainly been on the offensive side of the ball. Yes. Defensively, I'm not I'm not convinced by anyone they've brought in, nope. and that includes someone who I do want to talk about. No. Uh, as we move into talking about free agency. Mm. And Graham, this is a point you brought up a couple of weeks ago. On I think it was on one of the post-game shows in terms of when is when have we gone through a season without resigning someone. Leighton Van Der Esch, at the end of this season, he can have his contract renewed. I mean, are either of you renewing his contract? I think with, with Van Der Esch, you would just... See, this is, this is the thing. Van Der Esch, when he first started, absolute stick on. Van Der Esch from last night, you're thinking twice. Um, they've got an option to, to extend because he's a first-round pick. So they have that option. Um, 
but there have been so many, there have been so many not picked up. Um, yeah. Particularly in, in quarterback position. Uh, I mean, he had a rough late night last night, um, but there's only so many pieces you can fix in one off season. Yeah, um, I think they're going to be snowed under fixing secondary. I think yeah. they're going to be snowed under fixing the middle of the line, which was torn mm-hmm. to bits last night. Yeah, um, I'll stay away from certain comments. I've spoken about that enough today. Um, there's so much to fix, and do you want to then go and say to Van Der Esch, right, we're not going to pick up your fifth year option, and I mean, knowing, knowing that Van Der Esch, knowing that Van Der Esch, what he can do, it's almost as if you want to take that fifth year option to see if you can get it out of him because it's it's not it's not a huge um, uplift in his salary from year four to yeah. year five, as far as I'm aware. I think it's higher the ha- the higher you got drafted, particularly if you're if you're a quarterback. Yeah. But I think for linebackers, it's not particularly high. So for me. I would take the fifth year option simply because you know what he is capable of. He's, we're not seeing it just now, and we haven't seen it from. I mean, through, let's be fair, through most of his injury and then his recent performances. But you know what Van der Esch can give you. I mean, the amount of times we saw him and Smith howling after a big play like Wolves, mm-hmm. it's it's in there. It's in there somewhere. Um, yeah, and simply the, the fifth year option. I think, I think they will take it just simply because it's a first round. He, well, certainly, he has been a first round talent, and they can keep him around on the cheap for another year to find out what they really have. Yeah, like I mean, they have. So this is his third year. They have next year, and they have twenty twenty two to make to make that call on late. And obviously, if you just start balling out, and this is the other side of it. Do we want to see him balling out in 2021, 2022, knowing he's in a contract year? Yes. Once bitten, twice shy to Marcus Lawrence and Jalen Smith. I've got big contracts and have not lived up to them. Well, maybe then they should change what they do because doing the same thing again and again, expecting a different result is idiocy. Yeah. At the end of the day, if people are really going to play that well and they're showing you through whatever reason they're going to play that well in the contract year, make sure every year feels like a contract year. Only give them a short thing and short contract. And if they want to go somewhere else, go somewhere else. Because at the end of the day, yes, it would suck if they went and balled somewhere else for a longer contract, but they're not balling here. That's a problem. Mm. Pointless having him here. Best of luck to the guy. May as well go ball someplace else, make his money someplace else. Yeah. And we can worry about getting something else. Now, that's my thinking of it. I don't think he's put a great deal on tape to say he would get a great deal somewhere else. I think you leave him for next year. If he does ball out, then you say, okay, with all due respect, outside of this year and your rookie year, it's not been that great. Give him a one, maybe a two-year deal. Be like, prove it, and then you'll get a bigger one. Um, Big thing I want to come back to in a comment from earlier is what Paul said earlier, which was um, bring back my Eberflus. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's it there. Big fan of that. Yep. 
Yeah. And uh, Wilson as well, comment after that. It was someone on the uh, UK Cowboys account. Bring I back Wilson as well. Yeah. Paul or Mike? Probably Paul. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that might be Mike. Um, I would be ecstatic if we had Wade back. Um, but yeah. I would love to have Matt Eberflus here. I think Matt Eberflus is a good fit. I think he's got the good mindset. And I think he would get have a good shot to get the most out of these guys. Bring him back as a defensive coordinator and see what happens. Yeah. The only thing I would I, I would say for Wade is that is he going to come back and play second fiddle when he used no. to be top banjo? That's you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And that's where Eberflus might be. I doubt it. The other the other Eber... thing the other thing that I didn't mention about Van der Esch is that um, the injuries are starting to stack up. Yeah. That's the other thing. Um, God, we all know the Cowboys love a knee injury or a collarbone injury and we've seen plenty of them. So there's nothing worse than handing out a huge contract <coughs> and then not seeing them for six weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apologies, didn't quite get the mute button there. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. So, we did say we were going to touch on free agency because there's a couple of things we wanted to cover before before the end of this show. Um, we wanted to look at some of our free agents and whether they've earned themselves a new deal. We wanted to talk about the, the draft and potential trades. Uh, and we also want to discuss Dax's contract situation and the salary cap. So... Graham, you you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago in terms of our impending free agents. So I'm looking at the list here and the market value. So this is off spotrack.com if anyone wants to see where I'm pulling this information from. So we have 29 pending free agents for next season. Okay. So starting at the top, we have Dak Prescott, Tyrone Crawford, Sean Lee, Andy Dalton, Cam Irving, Joe Looney. Alton Smith, Blake Bell, Joe Thomas, LP, Cheeto, Jordan Mills, CJ Goodwin, Justin Marsh, Jordan Lewis, Malik Turner, Garrett Gilbert, Adam Redmond, Eli Anku, Greg Sinat, Stephen, Stephen Parker, Xavier Woods, Noah Brown, Francis Bernard, Hunter Niswander, Rondell Carter, Cedric Wilson, Mitch Hyatt, and Antoine Woods. Where do we start? <laughs> Start at the top. Yeah. Uh, what is it they say about the NFL? There is no off season. Um, <laughs> the, yes. the one thing I will say about the one thing I will say about that list: um, how many of those players have played over fifty percent of the snaps? Four, five, maybe. Yeah. Obviously not including Dak, because we know why. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, obviously not including um, Sean Lee. Or, um, I think Sean Lee is an interesting one. I mean, I, I think you can. It's a stick on that Tyron Crawford will be. Um, he'll be in the lower list of players they bring back. I, I they might bring him back on a on a kind of lower deal. Um, mm-hmm. I mean. $8 million with a very little return out of $8 million. $8 million. Sean Lee will be well paid. Andy Dalton, I would be amazed if Andy Dalton came back. Um, I think Andy Dalton this, might stay one more year. Yeah. I mean, the only he thing is, there's not, 
there's not going there's not going to be a huge market for Andy Dalton, really, is yeah. there? So that that's the thing. I mean, it, Andy Dalton might to me, Andy Dalton would be perfect for somebody bringing in a rookie, like a New York Jets. Um, we'll get to that. Oh God, I know we will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's a, there's a few starters on the potential starters, like yeah. not potential current starters. Cheeto's a current starter. Joe yeah. Looney, Alden Smith, Cam Irving, um, mm-hmm. LP's always there. We're starting to see yeah. um, Jordan Lewis a lot more. Antoine Woods is now almost a starter every week. Sarah Woods is almost a starter every week, but. Yeah. These guys are not being extended because they're not playing particularly well. That's the problem. Um, yeah. They're going to be extremely, extremely busy come the end of the season. Um, yeah. Because it takes an awful... I, I mean, the other thing is, when it when do we expect these guys to gel together? Um, I mean, say, say COVID carries on for another six, seven months... You're talking OTAs, mini camps. I don't. I don't think they're they're going to be the same either. So you bringing in all these guys and then expecting them to talk to each other over Skype and talk about um, mm. defensive schemes and all that kind of stuff when they don't particularly understand it now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's scary. It's yeah. scary. I mean, we're we're talking about an awful defense and. I've just rained off four or five starters of it for that yeah. in their in their contract years and um, see if you, see if you take it from just a contract year perspective, how poorly some of them are playing. Mm-hmm. Unreal, unreal. So, Rich, if you look at that list, is there anyone on that list that you would want re-signed right now? Is there anyone that has put up their hand this season and said? I need to be resigned. You need to give me a contract. Dak and LP. And Alden Smith. I'd keep Alden Smith, personally. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be a fan of it, but look, I could I could see why they'd do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's a damning indictment of a list of 29 players, and we can only say two or three players that we would want resigned. The reality is, those are the people that I would fight to the nail for. Reason, yeah. Realistically, you need to keep the majority of your offensive line, guys, for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Yeah, I think Noah Brown may well be worth keeping around. Um, yeah. I think Cedric Wilson might be worth keeping around. Mm-hmm. Um, Antoine Woods. Yeah. There's people on there that realistically you have to look at the situation and be like, we've got 29 people. We are not going to be able to replace every single one of them or the vast majority. So you're going to mm-hmm. have to keep a certain amount of people to stay competitive and to keep just functional bodies on the field depth. Mm-hmm. So you have to prioritize who you're going to get rid of or who you yeah. know, who you're going to try and replace. Cause it's also a case of where are you going to go? Who are you going to get? Who are you going to target? Are you actually going to get them? Mm-hmm. How likely is it that you're going to get them? Mm-hmm. Um, all of these things obviously come into play. It's not just as simple as he's not playing good enough. Let's just get rid of him. 
like I'd happily get rid of everyone on the offensive line, you know, by and large. But who else are you going to bring in? Yeah, I'd happily get but, rid of the yeah. defensive line. Who else are you going to bring in? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not just this. You can't just go out and say, "I'm going to get that person off that team and that person off that team." Because they're playing. Yeah, there's, there's well, a lot of that. You can't. There's a lot that. of that. Yeah, I think. I so, think negotiating with these guys is going to be extremely easy. It's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be their agent on a Skype call or a Zoom call or whatever, talking with Jay, talking with Stephen. <laughs> They're going to be offered the number, and that's the number. If you don't like it, go and play somewhere else. They're not going to. They're not going to be competing for any of them. It's going to be like, right, okay, Antoine, yeah. we're going to offer you. We're not going to offer you a million and a half um, per year over two years. Sign Take it, it, or leave it, or, or don't sign it. Yeah, um, and I, that's the way I think they should do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can't afford quite simply, to do anything else. If people want to simply, try and, if people like that, well, not like that, but if people who've played not that great and haven't got that great tape want to try and hold this team to ransom, they are they've chosen the wrong team. It's like we got twenty nine free agents. Mm. It's like I haven't got the money to pay all you guys, and you got to prove you're worth it. If you haven't proved yeah. you're worth it, why should I take a risk on you? If you've yeah. never proved it, you've been very flash in the pan. What's the point? I may as well just go take an undrafted rookie or someone who really, really, really wants it. May as well. That's true. The pro- the this team has, has ridiculous luck with undrafted free agents. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. The problem, I, mean, I mean, the problem you've got just now is our two... I mean, look at our starting secondary. I see if all these guys walk out the door. Look at our starting secondary. You've got Diggs, who we're all excited about. I think yeah. that's fair to say. Um, you've got Anthony Brown on the other side. Yeah, you've got Wilson at safety. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Reggie Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Who's your slot corner? Don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> scary. Yeah. This is the point, I which mean, is if you're going to go, we've already identified that there is a talent problem on this defense. And we've said that we've always shopped in the bargain bin. So you need to go out and get some tier A talent, which means you've got to pay for it. Now, yes, it's a risk, but logic would dictate it's less of a risk than shopping in the bargain bucket, which hasn't worked out that well for the Cowboys. So let's no. say they're going to change things up. They can afford to get one, maybe two, probably really, really good guys out there. And then you've got to back everything else up with draft picks. You got to. It's your only, it's your, it's your only way to do it, you know, or undrafted players. So you've got to accept now, I think, that somewhere on this defense is still going to be not that great next year. You've got, you've got to hope it, it can be treading water enough to be competitive. Because there's yeah. so much going on, there's so much, yeah. and that's just that's, on the defensive side. That's that's what's scary about it. I mean, see if you look at the, I mean, the two teams out that always come to the top of my mind, um, the Patriots, Packers, Steelers. They don't. They're not big free agency. They they they, they build through the draft, and that takes exactly. time. Exactly. 
it but takes this scene time. is in such a dire strait. Yeah, that's it the needs problem. an injection to then they've fallen I mean, off that bandwagon. If if you're bringing in, if you're bringing in, I mean, say we did trade down two or three times over over draft weekend. Say you bring in eleven. I mean, say it's some daft. Say it's some like ten draft picks. How many of those draft picks are actually going to make your team? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, it it's so it's so frightening. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um, you've kind of segued into a point there, Graham. But before on the draft, but before we get to that, right? We had a quite a lively discussion over the weekend where someone suggested that we trade our next four years first to get into first place to try and secure Mr. Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence, from the Jets. I mean... (laughs) Okay, the the prevailing (laughs) logic here is that we're going to guarantee ourselves an amazing... You know, whether you take the first four, you know, four years or you take trading away, the other thing that was put out there was it trading Dak at the first to go up to get the first spot um, and then you take you-know-who. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you for why, especially when you got Dak Prescott as your quarterback. I'll tell you for why. Um, He's done his homework. I've, I've done my He's homework. He's done his homework. Here we go. You can, everyone... I dare say everyone or the vast majority of people are in agreement with regards to the quarterbacks. You can only really gauge whether they've been maybe a hit or a miss after three years' worth of work, right? Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. So let's go back and look at – I did something very simple. I went back and looked at the last four years from 2017, 14, 15, 16, 17. First-round draft pick quarterbacks. How many have been hit or miss? Now, I'll tell you now, there's been a total of 11 drafted in the first round. How many do you think, we'll do, turn it into a game, how many do you think have been a hit and how many do you think have been a miss? Now, yes, this has been by my estimation, but I, I, I don't think many people will argue with it. Four hits. For hits. And I mean only, solid it, hits. Yeah, I'm going to say four hits. Okay. I'm struggling to name one. Okay. Let's see in the comments. Sorry, folks, no, sorry, sorry. Know. I can think of two. I can think of two. Okay. So out of four years, out of 11 players, you're more or less there. You're in the middle. I've got it down as three. I got Goff, yeah. Mahomes, and Watson. I wouldn't agree Personally. with Goff at all. I think in terms of when I see his hit, I think it's he's a franchise quarterback. I think they're going to keep him around. He's going to be around for a while. That's what yeah. I mean by a hit. I don't mean yeah. he's gone off. He's been a hit. He's going to win Super Bowls necessarily. <laughs> I just think he's good enough to stick around. That when you go and draft a quarterback, you want him around for a good while. So anything yeah. less than that is a so waste. He's, a, he's above average, basically. Basically, yeah. So other than that, you've got from 2017, you've got Mahomes and Watson. You've got Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> who's still who, with... Who, who somebody traded up for. Exactly. Who's still with that team but hasn't really done that much <laughs> you got Lynch from the year before <laughs> Goff and Wentz <laughs> year before that year before that you got Jameis Winston which you know he's had a bit of a tough time but still back and up. Marcus Mari- Marcus Mariota back up and the year before that you got Blake Bortles 
Manziel, Bridgewater. Okay, Teddy's Teddy's starting, but it's backup city, really, isn't it? I got yeah, I've got that's what I'm saying. I got question marks next to Bridgewater. I got a question mark next to Wentz because we don't know what's happening with Wentz at the minute. And you got a question. I got a question mark next to Trubisky purely because he's just with the same team, but it's only been three years. Now, <laughs> if it's mate. that easy, that's, that's if it's that mate. easy, if it's that easy to hit on a quarterback that will be a franchise quarterback, and like like we said, we're talking about players that will just stick around, that are good enough to just stick around, not necessarily that are really good quarterbacks. You know, they can go out, they can win you games, they can get you in a position potentially as long as the rest of the team's not shocking. If it's that easy to do, why has it only happened three times in the past, you know, in, not even in the past four years. That's the past seven years. The last three years is too, too soon to tell. 2014, 15, yeah. 16, 17. Oh, and by the way, your man Dak was drafted in round four in 2016, and he's been a hit. Another. So why would you go and trade that away, albeit for picks? For, for a cheaper deal, I can kind of understand that. But you'd better hit on this. And the statistics say you ain't gonna. You ain't very likely to. The last, Do you know how many times the Cowboys in their history have drafted a quarterback in the first round? Twice. Actually drafted someone. Not counting the very first year. You're right. And do you know the, the, the four most successful ones, also the three most successful that we can probably say? Staubach, Aikman, and Romo. Mm-hmm. For me personally. Only Troy was drafted in the first. Staubach yeah. was a late draft pick. Tony Romo was yeah. undrafted. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys get lucky. Yeah. Historically. Really, obviously, everything is taken into account, but they've gotten quite lucky with regards to quarterbacks and with drafting and getting talent late and undrafted, they've been really quite lucky. So why do people want to trade away Dak, someone who's proved it time and again on the field, who fights for this team? He's of the same ilk as Tony Romo. Why do you want to trade him away just to get another draft pick? Whoever I'm, you I'm bring still... in best be the best player of the century. They, they best be, whether they're quarterback or not, because otherwise they ain't worth it. I'm still trying to figure out how you trade Dak Prescott. Seeing as he's not a cowboy in April, yeah, that's the other side of the equation. That's, yeah, that's. Um, I mean, it, c- it could be done. It's been done before yeah. in two thousand nine. The the Patriots um, franchised Castle to trade them, yep. and look how that yeah. worked out. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, think of think of the teams that have got their first round talent and still going after somebody else. Yeah, like for instance, yeah. the the Cardinals had Josh Rosen, went for Murray. The the Dolphins had Josh Rosen, uh, they signed Fitzpatrick and then Tungavailoa. Yeah. Um, the the, the Jets Rosen. have got Darnold. The Jets have a first round pick right now, and they're talking yeah. about getting another one. Yeah, silly. It's just it's I I'm. I will entertain any questions and I can understand people trying to think outside the box um, to yeah. try and bring in more draft capital, any sort of outside the box creative solutions. I will gladly entertain and listen to, but some things when you weigh everything up, they just don't add up. So I'm really sorry, but that one was just for me, it was just a really, really bad point because you've was seen this- exactly what happens to this offense when Dak is gone. 
this is first round no hope. first rounders as well. This f- I believe four. so. Four first four. rounders. It's so I'm not sure if, and admittedly I skipped through it, but I'm not sure if you misread that. I thought it was a case of sending Dak to the Jets to get their first no. round pick. No, it was it, that was another suggestion. Right, that's and the one I'm I, concentrating on. Then. Yeah. So what what we were talking about was right, uh, and this is something again we wanted to touch on this. So was, someone literally suggested a. Like in Watch McGullet, what's the name of the film? Draft Day on Steroids. Draft Day, yeah. That was Jesus it. Christ. So basically, their point was that we don't have the we don't have the space on the cap. And I'm gonna I'm gonna cover that now in a second because I know Rich, mm-hmm. you told, you said you want me to talk about this. We don't have the room on the cap, so why would we franchise trade Dak? Okay. So go on to overthecap.com. Okay, because on that you will see that our cap room next year is projected to be 28 million. That's working with a a revised cap of 195 million, which is being discussed at the minute. Check our cap room right now. We have 27 and a half million. That gives us, if that's carried over into into next season, that gives us 55 and a half million cap room. Okay. The talk is we're going to franchise tag Dak, and that's going to cost us thirty-eight million. And then, whoops, there goes our draft or our cap room. No, it doesn't. We, if we franchise tag Dak, right, your talk of trading him for two first-round picks goes away. But you have to get someone to take a contract of thirty-eight million for Dak. No one's going to do that. So we, as an organization, are going to be re-signing Dak. The hit for that will be spread. And this is this is the sticking point. And I can see, Steve, I can see your comments here. So don't worry, I'm not ignoring you. And I know you commented on it earlier. The length of the contract is the issue. Cowboys want four, Dak wants five. Dak's not in a position to negotiate anymore. It's the other way around, isn't it? it? Yeah. No. So isn't Dak it the other wants, way around? I Dak thought Dak wants, wanted four because he wants another yeah, bite Dak of the wants four. Yeah, yeah, Dak wants four. Cowboys want five. Dak's not going to be in a position to negotiate now. He's coming off a potentially career-ending injury. Okay? I know we all saw the clips at the weekend of him and Zeke, and he was actually walking. That's a, It's a whole different thing when you have a pass rusher like Joey Bosa, yeah, I, Khalil yeah, Mack, yeah, or Aaron Donald tearing down at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> I mean, I could potentially scare him. So I know Paul Stewart could. But that's not the point, right? If we franchise tag Dak, we work out the deal, the hit on that will significantly reduce and the cap room will increase. Dak's potential salary next year could be brought down into 2018, 15 million to bolster the rest of the team around him. Because he needs Tyron Smith, he needs Zach Martin, he needs Lyle Collins, he needs a centre, he needs Penny Sewell. He needs those guys around him. And he he, he needs to realise, I got injured last year because I had shit in front of me. So I need to make sure that the guys in front of me are strong and will maintain my career. It's pointless him having a four-year deal 
if he's not going to see even that and then not see anything past it because there's still crap in front of him. Really, they need to be turning around and saying, Dak, I need you on a five-year deal because we need to be able to spread this that things, this thing out as much as possible because we got this ridiculously long list of 29 free agents here. Oh, and by the way, your blindside left tackle is beat up to shit. Excuse my French. He cannot last a full season. We need an heir apparent behind Tyron Smith. I don't want to replace the guy because an 80% yeah. Tyron Smith is brilliant, next to, best than next to anybody else on the field when he can get on it. But it's when he can get on it. If he chooses yeah. to get on it. I, I still think it's that's, a strong possibility. It is a, very, it is a very strong possibility, which makes it even more of a reason then why you need to turn around and say to Dak, well, I'm more than happy to give you a four-year deal, but look at our situation. Help us out here. Take a five-year mm. deal. We'll even sweeten the pot a little bit more for you, but it still yeah. spreads it out. We can do more now and over the next coming years because at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. Yeah. That's, and I that's think that why, will do it. I think that's that why, do it. That's why the, the, the Cowboys will not be trading up for a, a QB this No, this no, 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 no. The Cowboys won't be trading up. They will be trading back. There is no way. There is no way you're going to put a brand new QB in there and not know who your tackle is. Yeah. Because you'll end up seeing ghosts. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's. If the talent is there, I think it's an absolute stick on the Cowboys mm-hmm. take a tackle with their first pick. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think yeah. it's even close. I mean, the, I I still think the biggest hole on this team is potentially offensive tackle. Realistically, yeah. I mean, if you look at this year, the defense was going to be as crap as the defense was anyway. If Dak doesn't get injured, this team is still in a case of at least it's scoring lots to try and stay relevant. Now, the Giants just went in, went and won against the Seahawks. If we'd have scored more touchdowns and scored points, like we said earlier, we could have beaten the Ravens. So if all of a sudden you're in a team that can score 40 points, mm-hmm. you're moving the ball that well. With a patched up O line, Zeke's playing okay. Finally, you know he seemed to play pretty well last night. Everyone else is playing pretty decent. You're in it. You've got a good offense on this team to be able to put yourself in a position to at least win the East if you still have Dak. So why trade him away? You need to get Dak in. You need to protect him to make sure that, like you said, you can, or like I said, you can keep this keep this team relevant. It is the biggest. Sneak, not so sneaky need on this team because if you you can't protect Dak next year, he may as well be injured again. He probably will be, and then you're not going to do anything else. You need to protect him. I just hope the situation with with Tyron resolves itself for the year prior to the draft. Because if we if say if we do try and eke out another yeah, year I know what of you're Tyron saying. Smith, yeah. and he says. Yeah. In, in the middle of July, by the way, Jerry, I can't do this anymore. We're screwed if we don't take a tackle. Yeah. Well, then yeah. you're forced into a situation where you've got to go out and pay big bucks for a left tackle who's not that great. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah, because nobody lets a starting left tackle go ever. No. Ever. No. And we're, we're, the final point we said we would touch on this in terms of the draft um, as we say, Friday, or the game at the weekend against the Bengals, this is essentially loser gets third pick or loser gets Penny Sue. <laughs> so, <laughs> what 
<laughs> and without trying to get into the, the pre-game show, what are your thoughts on that? I've already said. Yeah. I, I, I said at the top. Yeah. I, I, the, <sighs> as much as it pains me, the division's gone. Yeah. The division has gone. It's between it's between the, the, the Giants and the football team. Uh as much as that pains me. Um yeah. do you remember that South Park episode where <laughs> the winners of the baseball tournament have to play all summer long? Oh, and the team coming in to play the cows say, Yeah, you're gonna beat the living you know, swear word out of us and all that kind of well, we suck. Well we suck even more. That's what it smells like. <laughs> that is what it's like. That is the NFC East. Um, it's it's really really embarrassing. It's really really yeah. embarrassing. Um, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I think we're, we're both we're bo- both teams are set at head coach. Both teams yeah. are potentially set at QB. So yeah. long as the Cowboys don't do anything stupid and let that go. Um, so long as they, they get them re-signed, we're both set at QB. So, yeah. This, this is mean, basically the... This is basically no wonder the, this game's been flexed. <laughs> yeah. Like, to take it back no, a few not, years. It's not this game. It's the game the week after is flexed. All oh, right, okay. Well, it's, yeah. it's got horror show written all over it. Yeah. Like to take it back a few years, this is basically a like you look back at the end of the season and say, well, at least we didn't lose against the Browns. <laughs> I mean, the Bengals are now the Browns. Well, actually, the Jets are the Browns, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But I, st- I still think that, see, this whole tank in the season, I, st- I still don't think it exists. Because, no. I, I mean, take, take the biggest example of it, say, take the Jets, for instance. Do you really think someone has said to Sam Darnold, by the way, Sam, don't see that touchdown pass, don't don't run for that touchdown, don't throw that touchdown pass in the fourth quarter, because we're we're gonna tank for Trevor Lawrence. Do you think Sam Darnold's gonna go, Oh yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll 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 throw I'll throw an incomplete so you no. can draft my replacement. No if chance. Any team, if any team is content with genuinely tanking, you need to replace everyone on that team. I mean everyone. Yeah. Coaching staff, front office, and players replace all of them because that is not what you need on a professional sports team. I yeah. get the logic behind it; I really do. But at the end of the day, these are professional athletes. They that should not come into their minds. Whatever happens when they step out in the field is whatever happens. But they should go out there and be doing things with a killer instinct to the best of their ability. Yeah. Now I get people don't always play to the best of their ability. Like I said, what happens happens. But if people are genuinely going out there and going through the motions. Nah, and I wouldn't be happy paying people to do that. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. And I don't think Jerry Jones would have it personally. Yeah, I mean, if I was, if I was, if I was in the coaching team, if I was the GM of the Cowboys right now, I'd go into that locker room prior to the game and I'd go, right. So, Cheeto, Antoine, who wants a contract? You know that it's contracting. If you, they are they are playing for a contract extension now, um, looking at the play, you wouldn't think it, but presumably, hopefully, they're playing for a contract. Um, didn't see much of it against the Bengals, eh, eh, the, the Ravens. I have to add, but you would hope 
that some at least somebody is trying to play for a contract. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, but with the season we're having right now, it wouldn't surprise me if we lost again. <laughs> <laughs> it would. It wouldn't surprise me, but I hope to God it doesn't. If it, if it doesn't, it makes it that much easier to bear for me, and I can at least ride out another week of not being able to taste anything. If I can taste victory. I'm happy. That's all I need. One last point I will make on it. It's a grudge game for Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. True. Very true. So there is that. Good point. Yeah. Um, and it does kind of feed in. So obviously, if we do win, that opens up a possibility that Penny Sewell is off the board and the Cowboys are picking it for. And this was a big point the guys were debating um on the draft show last friday on the cowboys media which was great to see back are you then bailing out of four if you can find a trade partner be honest, I, I, I would I'd, I'd be looking for a trade partner just now um yeah i think i think with that many with that many holes and that many issues um i wouldn't be surprised if we tried to trade to the late teens and pick up mm-hmm. a tackle there. Um, yeah. Nobody, no, nobody saw Brown go that high to the Giants. I don't think. Um, yeah. So you, you don't know what's going on in the war rooms. Somebody by the end of by the end of February, early March, somebody will fall in love with somebody. They'll see them. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed, at the combine, or they'll they'll like their tape that much that they'll have mm. somebody in mind. Um, so the ideal scenario is that we could trade to the teens, pick up, fingers crossed, a one for next year, maybe a, another two from this year on top of that, just spitballing. Yeah. Um, but we need capital to then go and trade that capital and yeah. get some get some proper ammunition for the draft because we're going to need it. I don't know if trading somebody uh, trading uh, taking the option on somebody that high is the best option because you could get two very, very good players as opposed mm-hmm. to one exceptional player. And there's no yeah. guarantee that that player is going to be exceptional. I mean, look at, look at Ogba. Um, yeah. Is it Ogba? The cornerback for the... It's not Ogba. No. Cornerback for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Okuda. Okuda. He's, he's, he's in in, in current view, he's been a dud. I don't think mm-hmm. they're that they're that enamoured. Um, so it, even even that high, it's still a risk. So if we can if yeah. we can get get a good offer, if somebody wants to jump and do something silly, um, if we can get good capital for for three, see what I did there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if we can get good capital for a high high top five. That might set yeah. us up a little bit better. Yeah. Especially if Sewell's gone. Yeah. I th- I, like, I imagine Penny Sewell is going to be gone. Um, now, the fact he has sat out of season scares the living bejesus out of me um, in terms of do we know what we'd even be getting? Yeah, I know Dane... And lots of people who are covering the draft are saying, 
he is the best player. If you don't take him, you're an idiot. But it scares me the fact he hasn't played this season. I get that. But then there's lots mm-hmm. of reasons to not play this season as opposed yeah. to a normal season. So, yeah. you know, and it, everything and I, taken I, into account. Yeah. I think as soon as, as soon as these guys hit the weight room, you're going to find out pretty quickly if they've been hitting the weight room every day or not because the bench press is something you can't hide from. If you mm-hmm. haven't been in, if you haven't been in your, your college's weight room five days a week, somebody yeah. will find out at the combine. Um, and with tackle, it's more of a kind of physical as opposed to mm-hmm. like a, a, a ball skill position, if you know what I mean. So like, like the sharpness of your routes your hands, all that kind of stuff. With yeah. with tackle, it's more kick slide physicality that you can almost get away with, in my opinion, if you're not playing. So long as you're keeping yourself, you're keeping yourself toned and um, like your muscles fluid and all that kind of stuff. I think you can get away with tackle. Um, yeah. If it was a skill position, I would be more concerned. Like QB, running back, wide receiver. Yeah, you're not you're not going to focus as much on certain drills for someone you're eyeing up for left tackle, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Wrapping that up, we've gone way over schedule. We've gotten up to nearly an hour. That's a little at this bit. Stage. So we've been a little bit naughty. Mike Paul will be wrapping us across the knuckles. But before we go, Rich, if you want to give a shout out to our main sponsors. Basically, if you are very, very lucky next year, then COVID will not be around. Whether you've not had a vaccine is your, is your own decision. Um, if you get a chance, go see a game if we're able to. If you do, use Cowboys Experience. Use the code UK Cowboys. That's all you've got to do. It's right there in red. UK Cowboys. Use it. You get free stuff. I mean, it's amazing enough anyway, but you get free stuff. Use the code. Don't be a clown. Use the code. Get free stuff. This is easy. I've messed that. Feedback. <laughs> yes. But before we go, folks, make sure and follow us. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Anywhere you get your podcasts, we are there. Um, Mike and the team will be along on Friday night. I believe Graham Wilson is pulling a triple shift this week, potentially. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> But they will be along on Friday night at 9 o'clock to build up the pregame show for the Bengals. Bengals. Um, Yay. We, <laughs> we, we hope to see you here next Tuesday when we'll do the postgame breakdown. Hopefully we'll be having a victory, victory Tuesday and we'll all be happy and we'll actually want to talk about the game. Um, but from me, it's a good night, Graham. Good luck in the Super Bowl. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Rich has to try and top that. No, that's not like that. Never get me to do, like, not drops, get the read again, because apparently I'm terrible at ad-libbing that and just doing it on the fly. I was not expecting that, but I should have been, so I apologise. <laughs> and that's a good night from Rich. Take care, folks. See you next time. Don't be a clown. <laughs>